We left off with the planet Quintessa being destroyed, and the Autobots seemingly being destroyed along with it. It will shock you to learn that they survived the explosion. They escaped in this big red space jet, which might be a horribly out-of-scale rendering of an aerial bot, or it might be the new Autobot Triple Changer broadside, or maybe it's just a ship. No man can say. I guess it's probably not a guy who's alive, because it's blown to pieces in the explosion. And then everybody just sort of floats around for a while. Spike conveniently grows a spacesuit, somehow. And while that may not make a ton of sense, at least the animators bothered to draw a spacesuit on him. I wouldn't put it past these guys to just draw Spike floating in space, completely unprotected. Rodimus, for his part, doesn't appear to be too concerned with any of this. Meanwhile, Cyclonus is catching Galvatron up on what he missed while he was taking his sanity-crushing bath in hot plasma. Turns out humans are doing pretty well for themselves by the year 2005. There are warp gates to help us travel beyond the solar system, and these cool space stations. Which Galvatron promptly blows up. Standard G.I. Joe rules apply and everyone floats out safely, but we can still assume that the air will run out for these guys and they'll die a much slower and more agonizing death. You know, if you're into that sort of thing. Also, he shoots the ship carrying Blur and Wheelie. I don't even think that's a crime, honestly. They call for help, irritatingly of course, and Blaster intercepts back at Autobot City. Good morning, good morning. How is it that Wheelie can talk in rhymes and be so annoying, but Blaster can talk in rhymes and be kinda cool? That, dear viewers, is one of the great unanswered mysteries of the series. Blaster contacts this lady, Marissa Fairborn, of Earth Defense Command. Tons of credit where it's due here. Marissa is a very capable female character, the standard swashbuckling space hero who just happens to be a chick. It's officially unofficial canon that she's also the daughter of Flint and Lady J from G.I. Joe. So not only is she a positive female role model, not only is she one of the few genuinely useful human characters in this series, but she also ties back to the other show we were all watching in 1986. It's just really too bad that her voice is kind of a bad Katherine Hepburn impression. It was slightly annoying back then, but now it invites comparisons to Captain Janeway from Star Trek Voyager. It's just plain tragic. Still, a human is rocketing into space to rescue a couple of Autobots. We've come a long way since season one. I will also give some serious credit where it's due to Wheelie, of all people. Best I can tell, he blows off the face of this sweep and sends him plummeting to his grisly death. This is hands down one of the most badass moments of the entire series, and I can only give partial credit to Galvatron here. I hate to admit that Wheelie did anything badass, but the fact is he seems to have killed a guy. No parachuting away at the last minute, no saying he was a mindless drone. Laser beam to the face and a pretty clear death. And Wheelie did it. So I'll try to go a little easier on the little guy for that reason alone. The other Autobots, meanwhile, fall helplessly into... this. This is apparently the planet of Goo. No, I'm not making that up. And if you take a good look at the thing, it's quite clear that it's an artificial construct of some kind. Or at the very least, it's maintained by civilized beings. There are structures and vehicles around the thing. This begs the question, what? Seriously, either people built a planet made of goo, or decided to build a colony there, or decided that it needed to be mined or something. It's goo. It's sticky and you can move around in it, but apparently you can't get out once you're in it. Just ask the two different aircraft that attempt to take off in it, since once clearly wasn't enough. This is by far the most bizarre thing the show has asked me to accept. I don't have a problem with it exactly, I just don't understand it. But I want to, 
There must be some cool reason why there's a planet of goo. Eventually this sweeper thing comes up and apparently kills Springer, or as Rodimus calls him for some reason, Spring On. Which made sense to me at the time. I was just starting 7th grade when this episode aired. I got a lot of unexpected spring-ons. Rodimus eventually gums the thing up and stops it from killing any more guys, which is already more heroic than, alright, never mind, I promised I wouldn't say the O word again. Back on Char, the Decepticons are so utterly despondent that they're actually hiding in a hole in the ground. The Quintessons, having discovered that the Autobots have survived, and in desperate need of muscle to assist them, show up with a proposition. The tentative bargaining with the nihilist dragstrip turning to Swindle for advice makes a cool little scene, and it's positively obliterated by horrid, unforgivable animation errors. I mean, look, there's Bruticus, standing side by side with the five guys who form him. And he's about the same size as they are. There's an aerial bot. I cannot say this enough. This five-parter is one of the best scripts this show ever produced, and it's completely undermined by some of the worst animation it's ever produced. Acom, I hate you so much. Anyway, the Decepticons accept the Quintessons' offer, except for Blitzwing, who thinks he's seen these guys before and doesn't trust them. So off they go on their little corkscrew ship. Galvatron and his guys show up almost immediately and demand to know where everyone got off to. Blitzwing tattles on them and Galvatron, understandably, is pissed. So they're off. Back in Earth's solar system, Blur and Wheelie find themselves on Io, which is one of Jupiter's moons. And it actually is, too. It's not just some made-up fact that a writer pulled out of his ass. And while there probably aren't little glowing monster things there, we can't really know that for certain, can we? Also, they look kind of cool. And back on Goo, an advancing wave of every Decepticon ever descends on the planet. Now that's a fucking cliffhanger. It is a day so long in coming that I am uncertain how to celebrate it. Perhaps a quiet chuckle. Very well then, let us chuckle. <laughs> 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 